How you doing? This is Mike for Working Class Thoughts. So today's episode is actually going to be on the Roma people, better known as the Romani people. <clears throat> and you're also going to find out why gypsy is actually a bad term. So let's actually look into it. So recent findings suggest that they have an Indian origin of ancestry, meaning that they originally originated in India. However, the Romani groups did not write down their history. They chose to have an oral way of telling their history, which basically means that they would pass down their history through song, uh, through poems, uh, through uh, theater acts, etc. So now you have to understand that the Romani migration early history is mainly based on pure linguistic theory. From a historical standpoint, there is no official record uh, of a major migration from India to Europe from the medieval times that officially has been proven in dispute um, without any further doubt uh, to the Roma people. There is a Shahana, I can't even say the word, it's S-H-A-H-N-A-M-E-H. Legend, however, it is reported in a Persian epic poem from Iran and repeated by several modern authors. The uh, um, Sasanian uh, king, Bohan V. Gur, he learned that the poor could not afford to actually enjoy music. So he asked that the king of India send him um, late playing expert, experts. When they arrived, he gave each one an ox, a donkey, and an agricultural area so that they would actually play their music for free, just for the poor to enjoy. So the lorries ate the oxen as well as the wheat that the king had given them. So they came back to the king, and they were complaining, and this is only like a year later. Their cheeks were hollowed by hunger. However, the king got angry at them. He viewed it as the Romani people wasted his time and what he gave them, so he forced them to pack their bags and go wander around the world on nothing but their donkeys. So let's look into the actual linguistic evidence. There is indisputable roots of the Romani language coming from India. The language does have a grammar grammar, uh, character traits as the same um, Indian languages. It actually shares with them a large part of basic lexicon. For example, recording uh, regarding its body parts and its daily routines. To be more accurate, the Romani actually share two basic lexicons with the Hindi and the Punjabi both. It shares many features with the Marari. However, the Romani grammar is crossed to Bengali. So the Romani language is really actually a mix of their migration travels. It currently is called New Indo-Aryan languages. Uh, Kashmiri and Sheena... Damari and Lomarin with Sanskrit. Hindi and Persian forms, both. Later, it was adapted with Greek. So let's look at where their genetic links 
actually come into uh, come into play as far as research goes. So, new genetics findings done in 2012 suggest that the Romani originated in northwestern India, and they have migrated as a group. Their ancestors in India were scheduled caste and scheduled tribes population of northern India. New traditionally now traditionally are referred to collectively as the Doma. The Doma are the original Roma people or Romani people to migrate to Europe, becoming modern European Roma. Evidence in 2012 also proved that the Romani did leave northwestern India 1,500 years ago. They reached the Balkans about 900 years ago. They spread throughout all of Europe. They also found a uh, different gene flow in the time and space uh, in a time and space pattern. With non-Romani Europeans, the study shows that 70% of males actually belong to one single blood lineage that appears uniquely only to the Romani people. So I could go into uh, data and charts showing that the low rates of mixed Romani people with whatever nationality, whatever nationality of the uh, country that they were actually living in. What this actually shows is that the Romani people do not like mixing with outsiders. To understand why, you have to actually understand the history of the Romani people. They have a history in a lifetime of outsiders using them as slaves, servants, and simply killing them and locking them up for no particular reason whatsoever. So the Romani reached the Balkans area as early as the 12th century. First officially records show that the Romani reaching southeastern Europe 14th century in 1322, they left Ireland to go to Jerusalem. Irish Franciscan friar Simon Simonis encountered Romani outside the town of Candia, or modern Heraklion, uh, H-E-R-A-K-L-I-O-N. In Crete, he claimed that they are blood-related to the biblical Cain. That's right. I said the actual biblical character Cain. In 1350, Ludolf of Saxony called the Romani people Mats, meaning prophet and fortune tellers. By the 1440 period, they were recorded in Germany. By the 16th century, they were recorded in Scotland and Sweden. Some Romani migrated from Persia through North Africa. They reached the Iberian Peninsula, uh, pen- damn, Peninsula, sorry about that, in the 15th century. The two Romani groups actually met in France. And what I mean is the two actual groups that originated from India and the clan. Remember, one had previously migrated before the other that we just covered. So they actually came to one. They actually met up in France. So in 1385 was when was when many Romani were actually sold as slaves. They were officially expelled from the Mason region of Germany in 1446. 
Lorraine in 1471, Milan in 1493, France in 1504, Catalonia in 1512, Sweden in 1525, England in 1530, Egypt in 1550. And the list goes on. Denmark in 1536. 1510, the Switzerland government actually officially ordered the Romani to be put to death on sight. England passed the same law in 1554, as well as Denmark in 1589. Portugal departed the Romani people in 1538. 1596, England passed a law that restricted them, restricted the Romani people into one area. Russia actually did the exact same thing in the exact same year. Spain also did. However, 1749 in what is known as the Great Gypsy Roundup, all gypsies were actually imprisoned. Now, the Romani began coming to North America in the colonial times, meaning the, um, whenever America was first discovered. Groups of Romani were recorded in Virginia and French Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Larger groups of Romani followed in 1860. However, the largest group actually came in the early 1900s. Some actually arrived to South America. World War II, the Nazis actually committed genocide on the Romani people. However, they normally were killed on site, meaning that they weren't actually taken into the concentration camps as much as what they were killed on site. So around 220,000 in 1,500, after 1445 in Czechoslovakia, they were labeled socially degraded stratum. Uh, Romani women were immediately sterilized. And this also happened in Germany, Norway, Sweden, and Switzerland. So let's look at the Romani family structure within, which we often do on the show. They place a very high value on their extended family members, meaning other members of their tribe. Virginity is very essential for the Romani woman to actually be married. However, traditionally speaking, Romani women are actually married very young. And this is actually very controversial, even in modern times that this is still practiced. There has been much controversy over the Romani child marriage uh, practice. Traditionally, the Romani law establishes that a man's family must pay a dowry, or meaning a um, bridal price, to the bride's family. But only very traditional families still follow these laws. Keep that in mind. Now, once married, the woman joins her husband's family. And her main job becomes to tend to her husband's every single need, including her child's needs, as well as take care of her in-laws without question. However, the power structure ultimately will shift. And traditionally, the Romani households, the eldest man or the grandfather and the man in general have more authority than women. However, like I just stated, it does shift as the woman gets older. The woman also gets more respect and authority of her own as she ages. Young wives have absolute no power until they actually have children. uh, Surprisingly, 
Ramani's social behavior is actually strictly regulated by Hindu purity laws. And you have to go into um, my actual um, religious pillar episode to find out why I stated I find that very interesting. Um, I did one on Hinduism. So, known as Maritime, uh, Maramine, or Marheim, it is still respected by most Romani um, households, as well as most older generations of uh, Sinti. The regulation does affect their daily lives, however. Some parts of the body are considered impure. Uh, for instance, genitalia uh, organs due to them producing emissions as well as the lower body region, such as feet, uh, buttocks. Uh, clothes that touch the lower part of the body as well as menstruating clothes of women are also washed separately from other clothes. Items used for eating are washed in a different place than what they, than what they are cooked in. Childbirth is considered impure. This is the reason for so many outside Ramani, Ramani childbirths, meaning that they're done outside as, and as opposed to inside a building. The mother is considered impure for 40 days after giving birth, meaning nobody will touch her. Death is considered impure for it affects the whole family of the dead, as well as as well all will be impure for a period of time afterwards. They are also forbidden uh, cremations. That's strictly forbidden. For all Brahmani people must be married, literally must be buried into the ground. Some animals are impure due to them licking their genitalia area. Horses, however, are not, for example, because they do not have the ability to do that. Now, and this is actually an offshoot of Hinduism, by the way. So, the Ramani philosophy, this is uh, the totality, the total of the Ramani uh, spirit. Ramani culture law being a Ramani and Ramani strains. Sometimes, non-Ramani may be considered Ramani if he or she has a companion. Usually, this means an adopted child or somebody that was married in that's non-Ramani. Most Ramani people are Christian. Other Muslims, some still practice Hinduism, while others have their own set religion. They adapted their beliefs based on where they migrated to centuries ago. Christian, Muslim, and um, and even some um, evangelical Christians are very common in Romani culture and Romani uh, communities. Some deities and Romani saints is the Blessed Kefirno, Giamis Masala, Saint Sarah, the Egyptian deity, meaning the saint patron saint of travel, is Saint Sarah. And saint Sarah is probably the number one patron saint. Uh, saint of the Romani people, uh, the uh, Roma people, sorry, um, because they travel so much in their history. So Sarah became a natural number one necessity for every uh, Roma household or Romani household to have. It's also Kali, which dates back to Hinduism as well. Most sacred uh, to the Romani dates back to India, like I just stated. Often, ceremonies and practices depend again on the area that they adapted in or where they live at. The Romani still practice 
Shaktism. The Romani elders serve as a spiritual leaders, priests, and churches and Bibles do not exist among the Romani people. They do not find them essential whatsoever. Going over notes and research material, however, wherever the group of the Romani is, is normally the adaptive belief systems. So that means like if they're in the Middle East, you're going to find a lot of Roma or uh, Romani people that are uh, Muslim. And if you're in America, you might find a lot of them that are Christian. Or even in Europe, you might find a lot of them that are Christian or even New Age, meaning um, practicing witchcraft or whatever. It just depends on whatever area they are normally. So central in understanding to the Romani people is their music. Romani are known performers. It is said that they play an important important role in Central and Eastern European countries in the development of music. They have an influence on almost all local music everywhere they have migrated to. The dances such as the Flamero of Spain and the Oriental uh, dances of Egypt are said to come from the Romani people. Even traits of bolero, jazz, and flamingo even rock has its roots in Romani music. It is also said that modern contemporary art came from the Romani people as well, really started being noticed in the late 1980s in their forms known as the Romani contemporary art. Most Romani speak one or several uh, dialects of the Romani language, their mix of their language with the countries that they live in. All Romani speaks, uh, speakers are bilingual, meaning all Romani people are bilingual and borrow words or phrases from, second, uh, from a second language, which actually makes it difficult when trying to communicate with a Romani from other countries. Meaning one Romani from another country will have a, fine, will have a hard time communicating with another Romani that's from another country. And the reason being is they adapt parts of the language or whatever region that they settled in. And this is why they have a hard time communicating even amongst their selves. Because there is no tradition of literacy for the Romani speakers to use as a guideline for their language use. So if we were to be honest, one of the most long-term persecutions of the Romani people was enslavement. However, you also have to understand slavery was widely practiced in medieval Europe including present-day Romania. And Romania is where you'll find a very, very influx population of the uh, Romani people. Um, That's where a lot of them originally settled at, and a lot of them still are at, is Romania. During the 13th and the 14th century, an official legislation declared that all Romani living in Romania are immediately classified as slaves. Slavery was abolished, however, during the 1840s and the 1850s. It is widely debated, however, is the Romani came to Romania as free men or if they were brought as slaves already. Most associate their arrival with the Izulu-Mongol invasion of Europe. They are considered slaves of the Mongols. The Romanis take them as slaves to use as labor. Other historians believe that the Romani were enslaved while catcher during the battles with the Tatars. Keep in mind the practice of enslaving war prisoners was adapted from the Mongols. The Mongols. Some of the Romani may have been slaves or auxiliary troops 
for the Mongols or the Tatars. No one is actually for sure, however, on which one is which. However, most of them migrated south of the Dambi region at the end of the 14th century and sometimes after the foundation of Walchia. After the Romani people migrated into the area, slavery became widespread, practiced by majority of the population. The Tatar slaves may have been smaller in numbers, however, they eventually merged into the Roma population, meaning the Romani people became, they became the same. Some branches of the Romani people reached Western Europe in the late 15th century. They were fleeing as refugees from the Ottoman conquest of the Balkans in Western Europe. They were suspected of being spies because they looked like Turks. They were often attacked violently. The um, and they mean people, the Romani people were used as scapegoats of justification for ethnic cleansing, for example, and that lasted even into the modern area, meaning the 20th century. Uh, such reasons were that the ones were brought the plague, so they were blamed for the being the ones that brought the plague. Later, in more modern times. The Romani immigration was forbidden on a racial basis in areas outside of Europe, mostly in English-speaking world, meaning America and uh, Europe. However, Argentina soon adapted in 1880, prohibited all Romani people. So get this, in 1885, even the United States did the exact same thing. The Habsburg monarchy, when it was ruled by the Maria Theresa, uh, Theresa, Maria, Maria Teresa, sorry about that, a series of decrees tried to force the Romani people permanently to settle. The Romani people were no longer allowed to own a horse or buggy in 1754, which will prohibit them from traveling anywhere outside the area that they chose them to be in. So in 1761, they removed the Romani new citizens They um, at they forced all Romani boys into military service immediately. 1767, they were forced to register with local authorities. By 1767, also, all Romani people were outlawed of getting married. So they were no longer even allowed to get married amongst each other, let alone anyone, anyone else. <coughs> so they went even farther. Hold on. Also, all Romani dresses were outlawed, as well as the Romani language as a whole. It was uh, punishable, punishable by a flogging, normally leading to a death. Spain also outlawed the, outlawed the Romani language. Romani men and women were forced to live separately and work labor jobs. Their children were immediately taken into orphanages. So in 1896, Norway made a law permitting the state to remove Romani children from their parents and place them in the state institutions immediately after birth. Meaning once the Romani woman gave birth, the baby was immediately taken into state custody without question. The, this act resulted in the 1,500 Romani children being taken from their homes throughout the whole 20th century. So the persecution of the Romani people reached an actual peak level during World War II, 
1935, the Nuremberg Laws stripped all Romani people of German citizenship. Uh, citizenship. Now, remember, there was a really big population of Romani people in Germany at the time. They were rounded up, taken to labor camps and concentration camps and extermination camps. Keep in mind, German allies, the independent state of Croatia, uh, Romania, and Hungary, all did the exact same thing. It is a fact throughout Central Europe, so much persecution of the Romani people happened. Their language became instinct as a result. They're, they made it outlawed to the point uh, the Romani people speak in their own language, and they outlawed it to the point to where it actually became extinct, even amongst the Romani people. So historically speaking, however, wherever the Romani people traveled to, they were associated with poverty, disease, and high rates of crime, and customs and behaviors most of the public deem antisocial or just plain out inappropriate. A lot of discrimination continues to this day about the Romani people. The European Union finally has recognized that the di discrimination against the Romani people, it actually must be addressed. Examples. The Romani people of, of Kosovo has been persecuted by ethnic Albanians since the end of the Kosovo War. Most Romani population has actually been completely annihilated from the country of Kosovo. So Czechoslovakia carried out a policy of sterilization of all Romani women starting in 1973. It is outlawed as of 1977. But even in 2005, it is still an active problem, meaning many doctors still do it, even though they're not supposed to do it. So, 2008, a young Romani man from the Italian, enca uh, Italian encampment of Romani people, meaning where they were camping out and living at, raped an Italian woman in Rome. This caused the Italian government to declare that the Romani uh, population be as a, a threat to the whole country of Italy. They were arrested and deported immediately. In 2016, uh, Pew Research Dole determined that Europe has a negative opinions about the Romani people, and this is roughly between 37% being the lowest and 83% being the highest. Summer of 2010, French authorities demolished 51 Romani neighborhoods and began deporting them to their countries of original origin that the French government decided they came from. This is all happening in modern times that we are talking about. So when you're looking at the Romani people or the Roma, or the Roma people, you have to understand a history of traveling. So in India, originally, they were actually almost considered royalty. When I was doing research, I found out as far as the Punjabi is concerned, the Punjabi region where you'll find Punjabi, um, India, the uh, Romani people were considered princes and princesses, and even kings and queens. They were royalty at one point. And this was all centuries ago, of course. And then, you know, you have your normal country fighting amongst each other, conquering over another, you know. Then they became a uh, farmers and laborers and very, very poor neighborhoods. Most Romani people have lived traveling. They lived in uh, wagons. And uh, I don't remember the official word off the top of my head to describe these wagons that they lived in. Um, they were fully functioning homes. They were huge. They were actually massive on the inside. They had a full kitchen, bedrooms. 
um, and everything in these. They could fully live in it. It even run their business in it as well. And that's crazy to think about. And this is anywhere that they travel to. Now, naturally, centuries ago, whenever they traveled, such as when they were traveled in the North Africa region that we were discussing, um, they adapted to Islam. And they adapted into the customs of the tribes amongst those areas. And they, they lived differently. They lived amongst tents in those areas. So when they, when they kept migrating, over the centuries, they still carried these traits with them wherever they went to. So it was like they just kind of just kept building upon what they were learning everywhere they traveled to. And eventually, I mean, you have two different groups. Let me back up because in India, you had two different groups. You had that one that migrated to the Balkan area. A lot of them settled in Ireland and Scotland, like we found out. Originally in Ireland, however, in the hills, I believe, in Ireland, if I read right. And um, then centuries later, they kept migrating, you know, such as down to France, uh, Germany. You had the other, they, you had the other Roma group from India that migrated to the Africa area. So there's two different, two different migration routes of uh, Romani people. The first one being ones that went to the Balkan region, and they were the first ones to leave. And the second ones went to the North African regions. And that's why you have different dialects amongst the Romani people and different customs. So when you say tribes, when you're getting into cultural anthropology and you're talking about tribalism, especially centuries ago, so the two different groups, when they met up in France, they kept traveling. One kept going this way and one kept going this way. That's how you ended up with ones in Hungary, Romania, Germany, and all that. So that's really two different, two different clans, so to speak. So wherever they were living at, they adapted that religion and language and customs within themselves. However, with that being said, because of the Romani's history of being persecuted against and killed, and arrested for no reason and just whatever whatever those countries felt like doing to them. They did not trust outsiders, meaning outside of the uh, Roma and Romani uh, groups. So this resulted in such a high rate, like they were saying, of men being tested amongst being strictly that tribe, meaning Romani. There's a high rate of just Romani blood with the Romani groups, uh, families. Now, that's starting to change over this past century, however. As groups migrated to the U.S. from Europe, they did slowly start dating outside of their race. And as that happened, naturally, you would have childbirth incur. And, you know, so that did happen over a period of time, but that's only a recent development. And when I say a recent development, we're not talking like last year or like two years ago. Uh, we're talking a recent development within the last century. And it's, and it, you know, even two centuries isn't that long of a span when you really think about it. Not from the, not from a historical sense. I understand from a modern sense, that's, that's a really long time. However, from a historical stance, the fact that it's only in this modern century that you start seeing different, uh, different bloodlines coming into the Romani people, that speaks volumes about society finally starting to adapt or uh, finally accepting the Romani people. Now, with that said, you have to understand that they are still discriminated against to this day. There's still people that will pick fights with them on site. There's still people that try to get them arrested on site. There's still people that accuse them of stealing when they go into stores. There's still people that try to forbid them from shopping in their stores. Um, 
there's still countries to this day, like we just discovered in 2010, 2008. I mean, when you start looking at these dates as I'm going through these notes, uh, 2012, 2010, 2016, these are recent years. This is this, you know what I mean, in our years. So to me, it's amazing that this is still going on in Europe to this day. So I hear stuff all the time about a lot of different groups uh, and cultures from around the globe that need help. We all do all the time. But I don't ever see anything about the Roma or Romani people anywhere. The only thing I see is my big uh, or my uh, wedding shows or whatever about the Romani people. That's the only thing you really see positive about the Romani people. Um, so I don't really consider that full-on attitude has changed completely. I do still uh, see a problem a problem there. Even when I watched the show, I did try to watch the show in the process of doing this research as well. Um, and you can see it in the show, like whenever they're going around. Even though recent development has come out stating that TLC is um, lying and it's actually a scripted show from Jump Street. And even using non-Romani people. Uh, that's according to articles that I've read that was written by different Romani people. So it's not such as glamorous as what they're showing on TV is what the point of what they're trying to say is. So when you start looking at the Romani people, even in Russia, um, Italy, France, the UK, Ireland, um, the Middle East... Jerusalem, Argentina. Uh, when you start looking at these Romani groups, even in, in, I would even say even in 2018, 2017, it's not like what you're seeing on TV. It's not like that. They're living very poor. And when I say poor, it really resembles the um, commercials that you see about feeding a starving child for 10 cents or whatever. It really resembles that when you look at the communities that the Romani people are living as a whole. And when I say as a whole, I'm meaning majority. So this is the reason why so many of them are associated with theft and the, you know, um, disease and famine over the centuries. It's not anything else other than due to the fact of how they were being treated. They weren't accepted wherever they traveled to. Um, the What the Romani people will call outsiders were people that never accepted them wherever they traveled to. This, uh, this as a whole created the crime rate that you hear about with the Romani people, because if somebody's not willing to hire them or even let them shop in their store because they're, because they're a part of the Romani group, ethnically, the Roma, uh, Roma group to be uh, completely historically accurate, um, then how are they supposed to better themselves as a group or as a race or as a culture? How are they supposed to better themselves if they're not allowed to get jobs, if they're not allowed to shop in these stores, or even own a home or apartment? There are some countries that even have laws, even still to this day in Europe, that have stopped the Romani people from even renting an apartment. So this has led them to living in automobiles, uh, vans, cars, trucks, tents, uh, no longer buggies. But they do have cars and trucks and vans and buses and things like that. And they're still living in them because they, they, one, they always have. So they don't see much of a problem with it, I don't think. And two, they, governments, wherever they live at, are forcing them to. 
So that's in part of why I decided to do this episode and also because somebody requested me to do this episode. And when it was requested, I thought about it and I was like, you know, you never really hear anything about the Romani people except for that TV show on TLC or uh, what you saw on the Hunchback of Notre Dame Walt Disney movie or what you might have seen on some movie in particular. Um, But very seldom have you ever really heard anything about the history of the Romani people, the Roma people, their customs, where they originated from. Why do they play the music they play at? Why do they dress the way they dress? Why do they dance in the middle of the street the way they do with loud music? And why are they so loud? And why are they this and that? Hopefully this podcast episode has given you guys a little bit more of an insight understanding to the customs and the reasons behind the reason why the Roma Romani people act the way they do. That was what the person that requested this episode actually wanted me to uh, do. They wanted me to actually try to figure out a way to uh, show a way to describe where their customs, beliefs, and the reasons why they act the way they do came from. In short, we could sum it up with a lot of persecution and misunderstanding throughout their whole history of wherever they settled out as a group. And when I say settled, let's keep in mind, people, that we're talking about ancient times. Yes, they still travel. But when I'm talking about settled out as far as their customs, we were talking centuries ago. We were talking about when the word tribe uh, applied to everybody. There wasn't a structure per se in those time periods there was only known tribes of groups of those tribes were actually ethnic groups so and that's how this all came to be so it's only modern and i do find that amazing still let me say that still i do still find that amazing that it's only in modern times that you're seeing a transition to other what would they would consider outsiders or other tribes it's only in this time period that we're seeing that to me that's actually pretty cool It's showing a willingness of adaptance, uh, them adapting, as well as other people adapting to the Roma and Romani people. And that's why I find that fascinating. Um, But I do find it concerning that even in 2016, the Italian government officially started deporting uh, Roma and Romani people, as well as the French in 2010. I do find that very astonishing that... um, That wasn't very widely reported. Uh, Upon doing research, however, I did come across, you wouldn't believe it, Sean Hannity, uh, a picture of Sean Hannity uh, with the big, bold headlines of gypsy migration to the U.S. It was big, bold, and bright, you know. So I don't think that the attitudes fully has changed. I hope this episode might help people's attitude change towards the Roma Romani people. I hope that people have a little bit more of an understanding of their culture and their beliefs and their structure and how the reason why they were the way they were. And, and I know it's going to get repeated again. So just let me say that the reason why they traveled so much was everywhere they went to, they experienced persecution. So eventually some would stay and some would travel on and they would just keep moving. And in a way, that's why you see so many people in the 60s take on what they consider gypsy beliefs and customs. Because in the 60s, what did you have? Um, 
what you would call hippie families or hippie communes could be considered the same thing as the Roma Romani people in a way. Remember, there's two different tribal groups of those groups and different dialects and different customs amongst each other. In a way, in the 60s, you had an influx of people that adapted to the customs. Now, I believe that that generation from the 60s is the reason why we're seeing so much um, people being okay with the Roma and Romani customs. I believe it's that generation from the 60s and 70s that has started changing that within our own country. Hold on one second. And I hope that that actually continues. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. But anyways, I do hope that that actually continues because I do, from the data that we've seen, from the research that we've seen, um, and all the different things we've learned about them, you see it's in very modern times that they're still going through this. It's very modern times that this is still happening. Yes, there is signs of people accepting them, both on both sides, both from the Roma Romani people and wherever they're at. You do see signs of people actually accepting them more than what you ever have in the history of the world, however, or in the history of the Roma Romani people. However, um, is there's still stuff going on, and I do feel like that does need to be addressed, and I do hope that people do understand that these issues are still going on. Um, after this episode, you'll actually hear traditional the traditional Roma or Romani anthem of their people. You'll hear that start playing immediately after this episode ends. And you'll start seeing a slideshow that I did my best to show both their customs and history of the Roma Romani people, but also images throughout history of the Roma Romani people. And I even included modern Roma and Romani people. I also included, naturally, because this is working class thoughts, I also included a little bit, not as much as I normally do, but images of the Romani people being persecuted against by different law enforcement and different country officials. And you will also see a news report and clippings of the Roma and Romani um, persecution and bigotry that they've gone through throughout centuries that, I, that I've collected. And you will also find data showing, uh, like you always do, of the Roma and Romani people, of um, where their migration routes came from and where their um, structure lies, you know what I mean, wherever they are. And you also hear two more, two more traditional Roma and Romani songs, as well as a traditional Romani folktale. If you listen closely, it is an actual Roma or Romani folktale. Often you'll hear them actually perform these in the streets of wherever they're living at, like carnivals or um, weekend events or something like that. They'll reenact these, and that's where one of these is, which you'll hear. And then you'll actually hear a song by Cher as well as Shakira. And um, I'll let you guys do the math on that one. But I hope everybody enjoys the slideshow I, I've actually made on this episode. And I hope I did a good job at showing you guys what the Roma Romani people really are about. 
uh, what the customs are about, what their beliefs are about, where they originated from, where they have been, and what's currently going on within the Roma and Romani people. And with that said, this has been Mike for Working Class Thoughts. I hope everybody has a great night, a great evening. Peace, love, and good vibes as always.